Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to know what it's like to hang out with MS-13 in El Salvador? How the Russian mafia fought battles all over Brooklyn in the 1990s? Or what about that time I got lost in the Burmese jungle hunting the world's biggest meth lab? Or why the Japanese Yakuza have all those crazy dragon tattoos? I'm Sean Williams. And I'm Danny Golds. And we're the hosts of the Underworld Podcast. We're journalists that have traveled all over, reporting on dangerous people and places. And every week, we'll be bringing you a new story about organized crime from all over the world. We know this stuff because we've been there. We've seen it. And we've got the near misses and embarrassing tales to go with it. We'll mix in reporting with our own experiences in the field. And we'll throw in some bad jokes while we're at it. The Underworld Podcast explores the criminal underworlds that affect all of our lives, whether we know it or not. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Scary Mysteries, Twisted News, Roy Den Hollander, and tech entrepreneur Fahim Saleh. Every week, Twisted News dives into two unique yet equally shocking cases developing in our world today. This week, we'll explore the chilling rumors surrounding Roy Den Hollander's murder-suicide and its apparent connection to Jeffrey Epstein and the disturbing murder case of a tech entrepreneur. Get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted News. Number 1. Roy Den Hollander The Jeffrey Epstein scandal just keeps getting stranger. On June 19, 2020, news broke out about an attack on the family of U.S. District Court Judge Esther Salas in North Brunswick, New Jersey. The shocking incident killed Judge Salas's son, Daniel, while leaving her husband in critical condition, having incurred multiple gunshot wounds. That day, the assailant arrived at the Salas residence dressed up as a FedEx delivery driver. Daniel answered the door while Mark Arndel, the judge's husband, was somewhere nearby. As soon as the door was open, the suspect fired multiple shots, killing the 20-year-old right on the spot, while leaving the 63-year-old severely wounded. Judge Salas was in the basement at the time and was spared from any injuries. 
The fake delivery man fled, but it didn't take long for the FBI, along with the U.S. Marshals Service and the New Jersey PD, to name the primary suspect, Roy Den Hollander. Hollander was known for his strong anti-feminism views. An attorney by profession, he has made countless and often unsuccessful lawsuits against several feminist institutions and figures. With authorities on his trail, just one month after the attack, Hollander was found dead in a rental car from what was assumed to be a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Discovered in his car were a list of names considered to be his targets. This included Judge Salas, as well as Mark Angelucci. Angelucci, the leader of the National Coalition for Men, was killed in his home in Cedar Pines Park, California, just eight days before the Salas attack. Authorities later revealed that the caliber of the weapon used at both of the scenes was the same, which tied Hollander to the two tragic incidents. It's widely believed that the motive behind the attack on the Salas household was because of Hollander's hyper-anti-feminist stance. But there's more to the story than just that. Conspiracy theorists believe that the attempt on the judge's life could be linked to the fact that she was assigned to preside over the class-action lawsuit against Deutsche Bank, a multinational financial institution based in Frankfurt, Germany. The bank is under fire for its questionable financial practices, including its failure to properly monitor high-risk customers, one of which is convicted and now deceased sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. The news of Epstein's death alone roused the public's skepticism that it was a suicide. There are many people who are really convinced that Epstein did not kill himself, and there is a plethora of evidence and observations online that could give weight to that opinion. The wealth of highly compromising information he had in his hands obviously made him a swelling target for elimination. And so, the theory that there's a connection between Holland's death, the Salas attack, and Epstein's purported suicide isn't entirely too far-fetched. Hollander had previously worked for Kroll Associates' Moscow office from 1999 to 2000, where he managed and upgraded Kroll's delivery and intelligence and security. At one point, the firm was known to be the CIA of Wall Street. This same company also happens to have direct ties with the aforementioned Deutsche Bank. For whatever nature of connection that is, there really could be a reason for such a financial institution to exhaust all necessary options to ensure that any compromising information remains hidden. Should there be a need of more proof, consider the fact that just last year, Epstein's personal banker at Deutsche Bank, Thomas Bowers, was found dead in his home in Malibu, California. Bowers was the head of Deutsche Bank's private wealth management branch in New York from the years 2012 to 2015. Despite its speculative nature, the conspiracy theory surrounding the attack on Salas, Hollander's involvement, and Epstein's suicide may each have their own logical reasons. However, its dark and unnerving implications shouldn't come as a big surprise. History has been riddled with stories of people, mostly in the highest echelon, pulling strings and calling in favors to escape prosecution for the heinous crimes they're involved with. And while we, the average populace, would never be able to know the small details, it doesn't mean, though, that we're oblivious about such dark dealings. Number 2. Tech Entrepreneur Fahim Saleh 
There's no need for us to be reminded that the act of ending someone's life is as horrific as one could ever imagine. It's difficult to accept that a person is capable of committing such atrocity towards a fellow human being, and yet it's even more terrifying to consider that there are killers who would go to great lengths just to satisfy their sadistic or diabolical impulses. On Tuesday, July 14, 2020, tech entrepreneur Fahim Saleh was found murdered in his seventh-floor Manhattan condominium by his sister who came to visit. Police reports indicate that Saleh was killed the day before. The spokesperson for the NYPD described to the press the grisly scene they found when they entered the luxurious condo unit. According to their statement, the head and limbs of the victim were sawed off using an electric saw, the other parts of his body were contained in garbage bags, and the equipment used to cut the body parts were found still plugged into the wall when they entered the condo. 33-year-old Saleh was the founder and CEO of Nigeria-based ride-hailing company Gokata. The startup later became a prominent food delivery service after it encountered some legal problems with the Nigerian government. Before Gokata, Saleh also co-founded Patheo, another ride-hailing service operating in his home country, Bangladesh. That service has since expanded to Nepal. The son of immigrant parents, Saleh taught himself to code. That knowledge helped him establish a fruitful career in IT, with his first work being at the popular website prankdial.com. As that name suggests, the site allows users to make prank calls on friends and family using pre-recorded voices. Surveillance footage taken inside the upscale Manhattan building showed a man wearing a suit and a mask on his head. He can be seen entering the elevator along with the victim on July 13th, which is the day Saleh was killed. The perpetrator used a taser to immobilize Saleh as he got off the elevator which directly led into his apartment. The killer then followed the victim into the room and stabbed him with a knife multiple times. He reportedly left soon after and went back to the scene of the crime on Tuesday to dismember the now lifeless corpse. It was on that day that Saleh's relative arrived in the $2 million apartment and according to investigations, would have prompted the killer to flee via an emergency exit. The initial findings suggested that the killing may have been done by a professional hitman. However, on that same week, the NYPD reported the arrest of Tyrese Haspel, Saleh's former personal assistant. Chief of Detectives Rodney Harrison said that the 21-year-old executive assistant was arrested and charged with second-degree murder. It was discovered that Haspel had reportedly stolen almost $100,000 from his boss. Being a kind-hearted man, though, Soleil opted not to tell the police about the theft and even set up a rather very convenient repayment plan for Haspel to work on. But instead of setting things right, Haspel chose to pay back Saleh's goodness with evil. Videos that have recently emerged since the investigation showed Haspel purchasing an electric saw and cleaning supplies. This was the very same saw that the police found in Saleh's apartment. Earlier than that, Haspel was also reportedly found ordering a taser online and paid for it using his own credit card. He even signed for it when the purchased item arrived. A detective working on the case called that a rookie mistake. To further complicate things for Haspel, he seems to have forgotten the confetti in the taser gun he used on Soleil. 
This confetti, which is actually being formally referred to as AFIDs or anti-felon identification discs, is a clever tracking system used to identify which particular taser has been deployed. The confetti found at the scene matched up to the equipment in question. This information was used to ultimately nail down Haspel as the prime suspect of the crime. The charges placed on Haspel gave rise to some questions, though. People are wondering why he was not charged with first-degree murder, given the fact that the nature of the killing, as well as the act of decapitating, strongly suggests that this was all premeditated. Soleil's death brought shock to the tech community. His people at Patheo and Gokata expressed their sympathy and praise to Soleil, who they believe could have helped transform the lives of people and the developing world. So there were two of the most terrifying and gruesome stories around. The world can be a crazy place and Twisted News is here to show you why. Please remember to subscribe to our channel if you liked watching this video. We have new ones coming out every Wednesday and Saturday for you guys to check out. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you soon.